Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, happy Mother's Day weekend, gentlemen. I understand that you are not a mother. I understand that full well. But I also know that if you just remembered that it's Mother's Day weekend and you're listening to this on Monday morning as you are starting up on the job, then you miss Mother's Day. So, <laughs> But if you are listening to this on Saturday evening or Sunday on the weekend, if it's Sunday, you still have time. It is Mother's Day weekend. So wake up gentlemen get out hit the road go down to your local gas station and find what's left or whatever maybe find it's mother's day your wife needs a present a card a gift card you can never go wrong with gift cards gentlemen for any occasion there's my little tip you probably already know that already or flowers women always like flowers too but welcome back to another episode of the podcast again i just want i want you to know that i really appreciate each one of you Yes, you. If you are listening to this right now, whether you're at work, whether you're jogging, working out, whether you are sitting on your deck with some earbuds, wherever you are listening to this podcast right now, I just I want you to know how much I appreciate you. I, I thank you to each one of you who have reached out to me, whether it's by email or on social media. Thank you. I love hearing from the listeners. I love connecting with you guys. I love to come alongside with you in life as best as I can, as much as I can to walk beside you, to help you, to, to hopefully be an encouragement, a listening ear, a brother in Christ who can be praying and understanding what it's like to, to follow Jesus and to be a man, a husband, a father, uh, all while trying to serve God and do it God's way. Man, that's tough. It's tough. There's a lot of opposition. So I just want you to know that I'm here for you as much as I can. So please reach out to me if if you um, if you are on socials, uh, you can find me at the at the Frontline Man on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'm finding Instagram to be an amazing platform to connect and stay in touch with you guys. Uh, so if you are on Instagram right now, and if you actually are following me on Instagram, there's a lot of followers who are following me that um, I don't know how they found me and they may they may be potential listeners so if that's you and you're like yes i am actually following you on instagram but i don't know that you're actually a listener of the podcast please send me a dm let me know uh, i i would love to chat further with you and get to know you more uh, if you want i love that again i'm on instagram that's kind of the main platform i'm, I'm using for uh, the podcast ministry, as well as uh, Facebook. You'll find me again at the Frontline Man there. So reach out to me. I would love to connect with you. 
the listener. I do really enjoy that. Uh, but again, it is Mother's Day weekend. So I hope that you did not forget. I hope that you have something special planned for your mother and for your uh, your wife, if, if she's a mother. And even if she's not, man, just honor that woman in your life. We want to be men who honor women in every area, in every category, in every way possible. It doesn't mean that we have to splurge and go all out. I know right now, man, times are tight financially. Just just yesterday, my wife and I were talking about the increase in groceries. Just today, we were driving uh, and we saw the, the new gas price where I am, a buck 96 a liter. That's in Canadian dollars here, which is insane. And I hear apparently it's going to go up past two bucks a liter. So anyways, times are tight. So you don't have to do a lot. Go buy her something small, man, even make her something, do something, you know, rake the yard, do something around the house that, that have, that you've been putting off that will speak wonders that will show your wife, show her that you love her and that you're thinking about her and her needs. Later on today, my kids and I are going to do some housework. My son's going to rake. My daughter is making some cookies right now, and she, I told her, you got to clean dishes up. But we are looking forward to Mother's Day weekend. I'm going to see my mom tomorrow and my mother-in-law tomorrow, and uh, it's going to be great. So if you if you are blessed right now with your mother and she's still with you, then then you want to just show that gratitude and, and that honor to her while you have the chance. I'm, there may be listeners who have lost their mother um you know whether old age or or illness and and that's i'm sorry for that if that's you uh that's a a severe loss every every child every man even who has a mother has a real special thing and even if your mother wasn't perfect no mother is perfect but we want to have grace we want to understand that they are not perfect we are not perfect but we want to use uh the time that we have with them uh to enjoy and to enjoy the relationships in our lives. I'm learning more and more as I get older, how quickly everybody is getting old and things change. And I, I don't want to let one moment of my life slip by without really enjoying um, time with, with my family. And so, I don't know, that might encourage you, that might speak to you. But again, do your best to enjoy a Mother's Day weekend if you uh, are listening on Mother's Day weekend as well. Dad, this is taking too long. Can you talk about something else, please? <laughs> Great news. It's actually been a couple weeks now, but my son, he passed his G2 driver's test. So now he is driving on his own. Uh, it's been a real stretch of faith for my wife and I. Uh, I'm more excited that he's out driving on his own than my wife is. Of course, she's a mother. She cares. She, you know, she worries about her son. And I, for me, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's amazing because uh, he's mainly just driving to work. He works, uh, you know, 10 minutes away at a grocery store, uh, just part-time. And so he'll drive there at night to work and he's doing great. He hasn't crashed the car, no speeding tickets yet. I told him, I told him, I said, Austin, if you speed and if you get caught, you have to cover the ticket and you have to pay the $5,000 a month for your insurance increase. Like literally, it's probably close to that for a 17-year-old driver. So I told him that firmly. It's not on me. It's on you. And so anyways, he's doing really well. It makes me very proud. Uh, just the other day, he had to go to work and I took my car keys and I flipped him the car keys. I'm like, here you are. Here's my car keys. And in that moment, it was like my life slowed down and paused. And I realized 
how fast my kids are growing up. Here I am, I'm not flicking my son a chocolate bar that I bought him on the way home. Or I'm not flicking him you know, a new toy I bought him. I just, I gave him my car keys and said, here's the car keys. It's wild, it's wild. If you are a dad of young toddlers right now listening, babies, toddlers, young kids under 10 years old, really enjoy them while they are young. I know there's challenging stages while they're 10, toddlers, years, I get it. And then when they become teenagers, those challenges, they, they, uh, they, uh, what's the word evolve into more difficult, more emotional, uh, more deep rooted heart, heartache causing (laughs) circumstances and stages and, and issues. And it's still amazing. I love my kids, man. I love them. I'm grateful for my daughter, for my son, both teenagers, but it is definitely a whole new experience with raising teenagers so saying that enjoy your kids man but that's exciting for my son and one more thing you can see if you're watching on youtube if you don't know uh, i do upload these videos to youtube as well and i also i love the interviews all the interviews are on youtube um and also a couple solo ones i i i'm i've changed things in my little podcast studio i've it's been a real process of trying to tweak the audio, tweaking the video. I finally got a decent camera. It's better than the quality before, so you'll notice that in the video quality. I'm finally pleased with my setup. Uh, you know, it's just everything. Whenever you start something new, it just it doesn't all come together right away. Maybe that's encouraging for you. If you're starting something new, you have to get through. You have to iron out the wrinkles. You got to go through the the obstacles until you finally figure things out. And I'm still figuring things out. Saying all that, all of that to say, I'm on YouTube. The podcast is on YouTube. I'd love for you to come and subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch the videos. You may not want to watch me very long. You might find watching the interviews longer because there is another fellow that I'm talking with, but you can find me on there. Uh, Leave me a comment there. And there's also shorts. I have a bunch of YouTube shorts on there, just one minute or less uh, encouraging uh, videos to hopefully encourage you. That's why I call them encouraging videos. Anyways, that's enough about where you can find me, how you can reach out me and what my life is, what's happening in my life right now. But here we go with today's podcast. I want to get this started here. Let's get to today's topic. Let's get this show on the road. Do you ever feel in your life, gentlemen, that somebody's watching you? You know that feeling you might you might be in the mall and you're just you're walking there with your wife and your family and you just you know you're sitting there maybe in the food court or you're just walking down the the mall hallway and there's people everywhere of course and uh especially now that covid's over everyone's out scrambling in the malls and stuff like that um but you just get that feeling like man someone's watching me like and you feel it like you can feel the hairs on your the back of your neck kind of stand up and you just feel that feeling man you know exactly what i'm talking about and then you look and then that awkward thing happens where your eyes connect and then have you ever had that happen where your eyes connect especially with another dude especially with another girl another lady that's even more awkward <laughs> but your eyes connect and um and you you, don't, you freeze you don't know what to do so you just keep looking at the guy or looking at her and it's just like becoming more and more awkward as the only seconds are going by but it feels like minutes and minutes are going by and then suddenly finally someone releases that 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 awkward you know glance stare down and and breaks the the stare down but it's that feeling that man somebody's watching me 
but and and there's some humor there but we, we to, my point is is that the reality is as christian men we're we're following jesus our faith is in god we believe there's a god there's a, there's a god in in heaven there's a there's an omnipotent god who's everywhere there's there's jesus who came as god in flesh fully god fully man and then when Jesus ascended to heaven, we know he sent the Holy Spirit. And then there's God, the Holy Spirit. So we know, we believe that according to the scriptures, that there's the triune God, like the, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There, there's a God and, and he's everywhere. And his spirit lives within us and speaks to us and convicts us. But the reality is, gentlemen, is that the Lord is watching us. Like right now, he's watching you. His eye is literally watching you. The God of all creation, the Lord Almighty, who's from everlasting to everlasting, who the Bible calls the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, like God. If you try to wrap your mind around God, it's it's really quite painful when you really think about, okay, who is God? Who made God? How does God exist? You know, where did God start? How does he look like? And all these questions that we don't know the answers to, but, we, but the Holy Spirit inside of us reveals that he he's real and it's true and that we can trust him and believe and know that he's there but the eyes of the lord are watching you right now these are the eyes of the lord actually it's referred to in in revelation of jesus that when he comes that his eyes are as a blazing fire those eyes from god are watching you and watching me the bible says in isaiah 40:22 god sits above the circle of the earth and the people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. So God is looking at you and me right now, and we look like grasshoppers. And we're just jumping around, hopping around our days, our weeks, our months. We're hopping around to work, hopping around with our families. We're just hopping, hopping, hopping everywhere here on planet Earth as like, like a grasshopper, just jumping all around. And the Lord is watching us just hop, 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 figure it out, figure it out, do life, do life, do life, make decisions, make choices, go here, go there, enter relationships, break relationships, you know, all these things. God is watching. God is watching every move it just reminded me now on the spur of the moment that song i remember going to this this amusement park slash like arcade and it, i don't even know who sings a song but it's like an older song where it's like every move you make every every move you see i don't even know it i'll be watching you i think that's how it goes anyways you might know what that song is anyways i get back on track here sorry forgive me for that but god is watching you and watching me now, in relationship, in relation to this, I want to share with you, and this is in my opinion, I want to share with you one of the most comforting Bible verses, as well as one of the most frightening Bible verses in all of scripture. You ready for it? This is in my opinion, one of the most frightening and comforting Bible verses in all of scripture. And it's found in Proverbs chapter 15, verse three. It says, the Lord is watching everywhere keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. Let me read it again. The Lord is watching everywhere, everywhere. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye, <clears throat> excuse me, on both the evil and the good. When you, when you stop and think about that, there's such comfort 
You know, you might be going through a sad time, a, a time of sorrow and trial and heartache and pain in your life. And you can say, Lord, thank you that the Lord is watching me. His eye is upon me right now. And that brings comfort. That brings such comfort to you, right? You feel the comfort of God because the Lord is watching you. And then you might be doing something that you know is against God's word. Maybe you're watching something sinful, disgraceful. Maybe you're, maybe you're talking, uh, you know, in, in, in gossip about somebody, you know, talking smack, using profanity, uh, talking perverse in jokes, whatever it is. Maybe you're going places that you know that the Lord doesn't want you to go and you're just kind of uh, ignoring the conviction of the Lord. You're, you're doing, you're involved in things that are sinful, that are not right. And you know it as a Christian man and you can be like, you don't feel comforted, but you remember Proverbs 15, 3 and you're like, whoa, man, the Lord is watching me right now. He sees everything I I do. He sees everywhere I go. He knows everything I'm into, watching, listening to, talking about. God is watching me right now. And that verse that brought comfort to the person who was in mourning brings absolute terror to the man who's doing something he shouldn't be doing. That's why I believe that's the most comforting and frightening Bible verse in all of scripture. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the entire earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So listen, God is watching people. God is watching the good people. God is watching evil people. And he's not watching them to see, you know, what latest style of clothing they're wearing. He's not watching to see their hairstyle, the words necessarily that they're speaking, the, what style of music, what job they work, what hobbies they enjoy, what kind of house they have or car they have or how much money they have. God is not primarily watching those things. God is looking down right now upon you and upon me. And listen, he is examining and watching our hearts, our hearts. He's not primarily concerned about how you look, you know, your new fit, your new shoes, your new, your new ride, your new home, you know, all, all that stuff. How cool you think you are. God's not interested in that at all, but he is interested in your heart and he's interested in my heart. And I'm going to tell you, when I first saw my wife, I was 19 years old. Some of you may have heard the podcast where I talked about how my wife and I met. I'm not going to share it again, but you can find that on another podcast. But when I first laid eyes on her, 19 years old, hanging out with friends, she was new. She was coming up with her friend that I knew. And when I first laid eyes on my wife, Cindy, I tell you, the first thing that I was looking at was not her heart. I'll just, I'll leave it there. But I wasn't primarily looking for the heart of my wife. I noticed how beautiful she was, how acute she was, how attractive she was to me. I noticed how adorable her, the little outfit she was wearing. My wife's only five foot one, 110 pounds. She's just a tiny, beautiful woman who I love more than I did when I was 19 years old to this day. I'm grateful for my wife. But when I first saw her, I wasn't like, I wonder how her heart is. Hey, excuse me, you know, it's nice to meet you. I see how cute you are, your beautiful blonde hair, you know, your your neat, your cute style, you know, your smooth skin, how pretty your eyes are, how attracted I am to you. You know, aside from all that, more so, I'm interested in your heart. There was none of that, none of that. Obviously, that's how we, <laughs> that's how God has made us, right? We're not going for the heart. Obviously, her heart needs to have character and love the Lord, but 
initially man i just want to see some uh some good looks to be honest let's be real real here boys right like that's how it works and i just called you boys normally i call you gentlemen right gentlemen that's how it works we are attracted to the outward appearance but god is not god is not he is concerned about our heart he is more interested in our heart so we ask the question what is the heart Right now, you're maybe thinking of the actual organ, like the that gross, like softball size organ, you know, pumping blood right now through your body. That is the the heart, the organ, yes, but that is not the heart of the man and 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 who we really are. The heart, listen, is the spiritual part of men. It's where our emotions and our desires are. It's the inner man. It's who we really are. That's that's what the heart is. It's who we really are. In Psalms 26 verse 2, the psalmist said, put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart. He's like, God, here I am, an open book. Shine your heart spotlight in me. Test me, cross-examine me. Test my motives and test my heart. If you are going to pray that prayer to God, you better be ready for him to do it because he'll do it. He'll take you through tests and trials, man, to see what is really in your heart. That is how God does it. God will take you through tests and trials to see what really is in your heart, what you're really made of, who you really are. It's found in your heart. And that's where God is looking and watching. Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. We've, we've heard that verse before. But notice it says above all else, above everything else, above memorizing Bible verses, above going to church, above serving in church, above making a podcast, above being a good husband, above all of these things. First and foremost, guard your heart because everything, all of those things I just said, all of that comes from the heart of a man. So if your heart is evil or perverted or, or sinful or wicked and all those things, that's what's going to come out. So we are to guard our heart. We're not to follow our hearts. Listen to me. We're not to follow our hearts. We are to guard our hearts. Listen to what Jesus said about our hearts, the human heart, your heart right now and my heart right now. Jesus said this in the Bible. Mark 7, 20 to 23. He says, It is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, evil, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Jesus said that. Those evil things come from our hearts. Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, evil, slander, pride, and foolishness. Those are the words of Jesus saying that is what comes out of a person's heart. You'll read it in Mark chapter 7, 20-23. So Jesus said that about the heart. But listen to what culture, listen to what Hollywood says about our hearts. They say, just follow your heart. That's wrong. 
But that's what the world preaches. Just follow your heart. You've heard it. You see it on movies, TV shows. You read it in magazines. You hear it all over the place. Just follow your heart, man. Just follow your heart. Just do what your heart says. Listen to your heart. And Jesus is like, no, evil comes from the heart. Listen to some quotes about following your heart according to the world system. Here's some quotes. Make mistakes, take chances, be silly, be imperfect, trust yourself and follow your heart. <laughs> no. Here's another one. Don't think too much. You, you'll think your whole life away. Just stop, close your eyes and follow your heart. I guarantee you it knows the way. <laughs> That's wrong. Your heart does not know the way. Jesus knows the way. Your heart does not know the way. Your, your heart will lead you astray. The Bible actually says that the, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way leads to death. That's another proverb. Here's another quote here about following your heart. Follow your heart and listen when it speaks to you. Just listen to when your heart speaks to you. Follow, uh, sometimes you have to follow your heart no matter the consequences. Just follow your heart. Sleep with that woman that you work with. Commit adultery. Have an affair. Just follow your heart. Your heart and the lustful desires of your heart are just crying out. Just follow your heart. It doesn't matter the consequences. How, how evil is this? This is the mindset of the world we live in. No wonder it's so hard to be a good, faithful Christian man. Man, this is why... This is why I have the podcast, because this is what you and I are up against. And my prayer is that you would find some sort of strength and grit and motivation and encouragement and drive from what you hear on this podcast by the grace of God to say, don't listen, listen to the world system here, follow your heart, no matter the consequences. So you listen to that, you just that you're going to ruin your marriage. You're going to ruin your family. You're going to destroy the life that God has given to you if you follow your heart. Follow your heart. Do the things that make you happy. Your life is not about you being happy. Your life is about laying down your life and following Jesus. Serving God. Serving people. Serving your wife. Serving your kids. Raising them up to be good, solid, Christian, individual people. That is what we are called to do. We're not called just to follow our heart and be happy. No matter the consequences. Man, I'm getting fired up here. But this is ridiculous. But how many even Christian men are, are being deceived by these lies from the world system? Screaming this garbage out to us follow your passion follow your dreams but most of all follow your heart and we're told in proverbs to guard your heart and the world says just follow your heart above all else follow your heart where the word of god says no no above all else guard your heart because everything from your heart in your life will come from your heart we are to follow jesus christ did you hear me gentlemen you and I, we are called to follow Jesus Christ. Not our hearts, not our feelings, not our desires. We are to follow Jesus Christ, to lay down our lives, to deny ourselves, to pick up our crosses and to follow Jesus Christ. That is what we are called to do. We don't just go with the ways of culture. We don't just do what everybody else is doing. That's so immature and so shallow just to do what everybody else is doing 
Be who you are called to be. Stand up and stand out of the crowd. You know, I think of the the the, the story in, in Daniel when all of the people were bowing down and worshiping the false idol of, of Nebuchadnezzar. And the three Hebrew boys were like, no, we ain't, we ain't doing this. They're, they're young, younger men. They're like, no, we're not doing it. We will not bow and worship. We are, we are not going to worship a false god. The, the word of God commands us not to. This is a sin against God. We will not bow. And, and, and they're like, you know, go ahead, do what you want to do. But they didn't give in to that pressure. They didn't just do what culture was doing. They didn't just do what the government said to do if it was against God. I'm all about obeying governing authorities. I'm all about submitting to authorities over us. I am. I believe that with all of my heart. But I do not believe if it's sinning against God. If we are being t- told to do something that's sinning against God, then we are to respectfully decline and say no. And they're like, Eat, man, God's going to save us. God will save us because they were threatened. If you don't bow, you're going to be thrown into the fire. And they're like, we won't, we won't bow. God will save us from the fire. And then they even went on to say, and even if he chooses not to save us, we will not bow. They were sold out. They were following God. That is the call of God for you and for me. And we guard our heart in the process. And don't believe, gentlemen, listen to this. Don't believe everything that people say to you that will try to flatter you, right? Sometimes we can find ourselves as mere human flesh. We, we find our affirmation. We find, you know, our identity. We feeling good about ourselves based upon what people say about us. And yes, even men can struggle with this. And yes, even I can struggle with this. How many people like what I share? How many people like what I say on a podcast? How many people comment? How many people email? All that stuff. And I can find myself in my flesh saying, ooh, this feels nice, right? I'm just being straight up with you. Oh, this feels so nice. And I'm like, no, God, please don't allow me and my heart to go there. I don't want to do anything for my own motive. God, please keep me in in, in a right state and the right motive, like te- like he said, test my motives, test my heart. But you don't want to allow what people have to say to you to cause you to find your identity there. You're so, you're so handsome. You're so strong. You're so smart. Man, you're so successful. You're so funny. Man, you're so gifted. You're so anointed. Oh, man. And all those things, can they can enter us and make us feel puffed up like we're actually somebody. And that's all about that's following the heart and the flesh. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. We don't give in to simply believing how we feel. We guard our heart. We guard our hearts with truth. We don't just let any old thing into our hearts because what you allow into your heart will come out of your heart. What you allow, gentlemen, into your hearts will come out of your hearts. Listen to this passage in the Old Testament in Jeremiah 17, verse 9 to 10. It is talking about the human heart. It says the human heart, also known our fleshly desires, our inner emotions, who we really are. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Did you hear what the prophet Jeremiah, inspired of the Holy Spirit, said about our heart? The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, all things the most deceitful and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search 
all hearts and examine secret motives. Did you hear that? That's Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10. I, the Lord, search all hearts and I examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Did you hear that? Another frightening verse there. I, the Lord, search all hearts and I examine secret motives. Secret motives. Man, that's a real thing. Secret motives. You, you, you do something to make it look like something good, something honorable. I'm doing this for the glory of God. I'm doing this for the honor of Jesus. I'm doing this for love for my brother, love for my sister. I'm doing this. But really deep down, you're doing it completely for a wrong motive. There's a secret motive there. Man, we all can fall into that. Oh man, the secret motives. God's watching. The Lord's watching. Pretty scary. We got to take this truth and, and bring it down to our reality for us as individual Christian men. So listen, the human heart, the human heart in each one of us, gentlemen, is tainted by sin. It is tainted by sin. And sin affects our world every day, every second of every day. Sin affects people every moment of every day. People are being affected by sin. Sin affects the hearts of people every day. But by God's grace and mercy, by God's Holy Spirit, by God's patience and, and faithfulness and his incredible undeserving love, we can be men who are people, Christian men who are men after God's own heart. That is the kind of man I want to be. I don't want to be a man who just lives for myself, my own pleasures, my own desires. I don't want to be a man that just lives for my wife, lives for my kids, lives for my job, lives for the blessings of God. I want to be a man who's living with a heart after God, after God's own heart. That's the kind of man I want to be. And there's a great man. You may know the story in the Bible. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice I swing my fingers around a lot while I podcast. I just realized that now. <laughs> I'm a finger swinger. <laughs> Sorry about that. First Samuel 16. This is an amazing story of David. And I'm going to read this story to you. Listen in just for a couple minutes as I read this passage from 1 Samuel 16, verse 1 to 13. Now the Lord said to Samuel, you have mourned long enough for Saul. Saul was the king of Israel, but now Saul's time has come to an end and Israel is going to need a new king soon. And so God is telling Samuel to go to Jesse's house. Well, let me just read it. The Lord said to Samuel, the prophet, you have mourned long enough for Saul and I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. But Samuel, Samuel asked, how can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. Take a heifer with you, the Lord said, and say that you've come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you. Hear those words. God says, I will show you which of his sons to anoint to be the next king. God told him, go and I will show you. So Samuel did as the Lord instructed. And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong? They asked. Do you come in peace? Yes, Samuel said, I have come to sacrifice to the, to the Lord. Purify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And then Samuel performed the purification rite for Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice too. Just need a drink of water. 
So when they arrived, Samuel took uh, one look at Eliab and thought, this is the oldest son of Jesse. He looks at Eliab and thinks, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the, that's right, you said it, heart. God looks at the heart. Samuel saw the appearance of Eliab. And Eliab was maybe big, tall, strong, handsome, clothed in nice clothing. He looked like he would be like like king worthy. And Samuel's like, surely this must be him. And God said, no, you do not judge by appearance. That's what the world does. That's what the world does. God's like, I don't look at appearance. I don't care about appearance. I look deeper. I go to the heart. So Jesse told his son Abinadab to step forward. Eliab's off the stage. Now comes up Abinadab, steps forward and walks in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, this is not the one the Lord has chosen either. Next, Jesse calls his son Shemaiah. But Samuel says, neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all of seven all seven of Jesse's sons were presented. So one by one, each son, Eliab, you know, Shemaiah, all these boys, all these men come up on the stage and God's like, nope, nope, nope. And okay, next, nope, next, nope, next. And all seven of the sons are done. There's no more sons. And, and Samuel's like probably thinking, man, God, you told me to come here that you would anoint one of Jesse's sons. And now all the sons are up the stage, down the stage, rejected by you not to be king. Verse 11, so Samuel asked, are these all your sons? And Jesse said, they're still the youngest, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and the goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse didn't even consider David to be an option. So let me just do a little rabbit trail here. If you're a father and you have more than one child, don't assume that, oh, you know, God, God can never do something great like becoming a king or becoming, you know, successful in a job or a career. You know, maybe one of your kids comes to you and says, man, I'm really wanting to pursue this certain education or this certain career path. And inside of you as a father, you might think there's no way there's, you're not smart enough. Look at your grades, you know, look at your skill, look at your height, look at your appearance, look at all. There's no way that, that you could do that. Never, ever do that. You're not God. You're not their God. You're their dad and you know them and you're raising them. But you need to, if you have those thoughts, which might come to your mind, you keep them to yourself and say, no, I refuse to even give those thoughts a moment of my time. God can do anything God wants to do with your kids. My son, he's, he's done high school in a month, in six weeks. And I've been encouraging him and talking to him and he's, you know, he's, he produces all the beats that you hear in, in the podcast and stuff, which are dope and awesome. And yes, I just said dope and that's okay. I like that word. <laughs> Anyways, he makes all the music. He's a, an amazing producer. He's on YouTube. You can find him. He's he makes great hip hop beats and he loves Jesus and he wants to pursue that path. I'm like, yeah, do it. But he doesn't know the next step. I don't know the, ne the next step either, but I know God knows. God knows the next step. God knows what to do. So never, so never think that God can't do great things in your kids just because of natural circumstances. 
Don't give into that. And Jesse did that. Jesse assumed that David's too young. David's not skilled enough. David's just a shepherd. That's all he'll probably be is it's just a shepherd. So it's crazy to me to think like when, the, when Samuel came and he said, give me all your sons, that he wouldn't even bring his son. That's crazy to me to think. But it shows the frailty of man. It really does. It shows how depraved we are. It straight up does. He didn't even consider him. And now he's like, Samuel's like, okay, you know what? You need to get him. I'm not going anywhere until you get him. So the story continues where Jesse smartens up and goes and gets him. And again, I just touched on it, but I want you to see here, we have Samuel. God, God told Samuel, go there and I will show you the one. God told him that I will show you a man. And so even after seeing seven men and God didn't show him yet, Samuel should have said, okay, Lord, you're, you're doing something here still. I'm still going to trust you here, even though all the men are gone. But, but Samuel's like, okay, I thought all these other guys would be good kings, but that's not what God wanted. And so it shows the weaknesses even in Samuel, assuming that this, this guy looks like a king for sure. Yet when God said, no, no, I will show you the one. And then of course we have Jesse who didn't even consider him. So men aren't perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're, you're not a perfect man. You're not a perfect husband. You're not a perfect dad. You will fail. You will make mistakes. You will drop the ball. So be encouraged with that. You're not expected to be Mr. Perfection. You can't be. I believe we're to strive to be on one in a, in a healthy sense, you know, perfect. And I say that with air quotes, if you're watching, you know, we strive to be as good as we can. We, we want to honor the Lord and, but you'll, you'll never be, you'll never arrive at perfection. And neither did Samuel, neither did Jesse. Back to the story. So Jesse, verse 12. So Jesse sent for him. He was a dark, handsome, talking about David with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said to Samuel, this is the one anoint him. This is the one, the guy who was not even considered the guy who was forgotten about, the guy that was left in the sheet pen while all the other brothers were on stage, you know, modeling for Samuel. I could be king. I could be king. This guy was the forgotten one in the sight of man, but he was not forgotten in the sight of God. Man, that was good. Let me say that again. David was forgotten in the sight of man. Even his own father forgot him did not even consider him. But God, oh man, God saw his heart and God's like, this is the chosen one. This is my king. That is powerful. Maybe right now you're feeling forgotten by men. You're feeling left out, maybe at work, maybe in your family, maybe in your, in your friend group, maybe just in your own mind, your own thoughts. You're feeling like you're forgotten, like you're a failure, like you're a joke. You need to understand it doesn't matter what people say about you, think about you, you know, email about you, comment about you. None of that stuff. None of that stuff matters. None of that stuff. It doesn't even matter what you think about yourself. It doesn't even matter what you think about yourself. God sees you. God delights in you. God loves you. And God is watching your heart. If your heart is toward God, if your heart is humble and open before God, honest before God, if your heart longs for God, it's hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for God, for Jesus, man, he is he is pleased. And like David, God's like, this is the one. This is the man that I can use. This is the kind of man that I can use. Not because he's strong, not because he's rich, not because he's popular, but because he has a heart after God. 
That is the kind of man that God is looking for. And that is the kind of man that God is going to use. Amen. I just encourage myself right there. Verse 13. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. And then Samuel returned to Ramah. Powerful story. It really is. God is not concerned about outward appearance. You need to shake that off. You need to ignore that. You need to shun that. You'll see it all over TV, internet, social media. It's all out there. That's what that's what the world's living for. The world's living for muscles and fame and popularity. Ah. They 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 show off their muscles on social media. Look how strong I am. Look how beautiful I am. Oh, I'm so sick and tired of that. It bugs me. Look how handsome I am. Look at my appearance. Yeah, fine. Look good. It's fine. I don't want to look. I don't want to look like junk. But man, I just threw a baseball hat on here, and I got. Hey, I got some new glasses. Do you guys like my new glasses? If you're watching, you can see my new glasses. Two hundred bucks at Costco. <laughs> man, if you need new glasses, go to Costco. They're way cheaper than your local eye doctor. I represent Costco glasses. I, again, I, I don't trim perfectly on my goatee again if you're watching i'm rubbing my goatee <laughs> anyways i don't know what i'm saying right now but it is not about your appearance oh my goodness yes look good i want to look good i want to look good for my wife for my you know for people when i go out i don't want to look like trash i get it but if that's what you're living for you're not living right if you are so concerned with your appearance you're missing out. You're, you're just living like the world. You're just consumed by just the carnal, petty, fleshly things that the world lives for. Come back. Come back from that. And again, it's fine. It's fine to get a nice haircut and, and look good and, and work out and exercise and get nice clothing. All that stuff's good. But I would, I would suggest really stop right now and just say, Lord, am I more concerned about my outward appearance than my heart? I would honestly, I would honestly ask that to God. Right? Say, like, like the psalmist said there, put me on trial, God, right now. Even right now in this moment as you're listening. Just say it out loud. Say, Lord, how's my heart right now? Like, am I so fixed and focused on me? Instead of just being fixed and focused on you and other people and helping and serving, I really challenge you. I really challenge you right now to check your heart and allow the Lord by his Holy Spirit to search your heart, to put you on trial because he's watching your heart and he's watching the secret motives that you and I have. So there's your challenge as I end this podcast. I really encourage you to do that because it's important. Out of out of our heart flows flows our life. It really does. Again, Proverbs 15:3. The Lord is watching everywhere. He's keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. So gentlemen, listen, I hope that you were encouraged by today's episode. I hope that you were challenged by today's episode. If you want prayer for anything, email me standing on the frontline at gmail.com. Connect with me, please, on Instagram, Facebook. I love connecting with listeners. Let me know what's going on in your life. 
I want to stand by your side. I want to help however I can. I want to pray for you. So hit me up on those in those areas. And also, can you please, if you like this podcast on Spotify, click that five star on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a five star rating. I really want to see that happening because it really helps spread the word of the podcast. I appreciate you. I really do. I thank God for for each one of you listening. And I just humbly ask that the Lord would continue to use this podcast for His glory, His purposes, and for your help, for your encouragement, for your strength as you walk and serve with Jesus. So keep standing, gentlemen, on the front line, and we'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for joining me on the front line. Contact me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Standing on the front line at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God.